0: Hey everyone, wow, beginning of summer, so woohoo, it's hot out there, I hope that you're all well, that you're all, um, yeah, taking it just one day at a time on this crazy journey. Um, So um, I want to talk about, and I talk about this sort of as things come up, and it seems like every day I've got something to sort of talk about, but anyway, um, I hope it can help you as support and comfort for wherever you are, whatever state you're in, and if you're not even on the whatever you're on, whatever you're doing, um, you know, in any dissatisfaction or any anxiety or anything that, you know, first of all, to understand that, you know, it's, um, it's not a, you know, you read a book and then you transform or I go to, an, you know, to one session and suddenly, you know, I, I'm all put back together. Um, and even being in the state that you're in is the best place to be right it's where you're supposed to be like i always say don't argue with the universe um because you'll lose (laughs) so wherever we are is our learning and um you know there's always a teaching that everywhere whomever you're with good or bad whatever situation um i was just thinking you know i bought a ticket to go to spain in november very cheap one and um I couldn't go for business reasons, and uh, thank God, because, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, bother, you know, but thank God, because, um, you know, they had COVID really badly in Spain, so who knows, right, so even in, I'm just saying, you know, whatever you do, try to find gratitude, because sometimes, you know, the things that we're not really keen on, or we're pissed about, are actually, you know, the places that, actually good things are happening right so I would say in the in the in the most difficult place is the, the most growth um, and boy i have had my share of difficulties anyway I'm sure whatever so whatever you know try to just keep moving forward and um, and going into whatever it is that's yours um, and that you can take back one of the interesting things about this whole sort of kind of off the road journey I was I thought I was on the freeway but I'm actually in some I've been on some back road for the last god knows how many years um and going into this crazy terrain you know uh one of the great yeah I I wouldn't say adventures because it's not really it's sort of an adventure right um is um but the power of these energies within us, and that I had no idea um that I've been seeing for a while and now more so this very dominant kind of i can only call it a dragon it's a this it kind of roars up through me it's physical it kind of like it's it's very Harry potter it's just like um I put it in that context because, you know, whatever, I don't really know how else it's, you know, there are many, um, myths about dragons and snakes and, but this thing, it's, it's kind of, it owns me and I understand because I'm going to talk about some different things that happened. So I never knew I was, you know, sexually abused or I was sold or whatever. And I found out finally through ayahuasca, right? Um, and I saw everything, I lived everything, et cetera, et cetera. And, but, And I even had a big exorcism in one of the ceremonies where there was this big kind of contract that was broken between the person who perpetrated the act, my father and myself. And, I, you know, it was a huge kind of volcanic kind of black hole collapse sort of thing where you know, the five shapibos. like there's 20 people and they're all around me trying to hold down, hold me down as this thing is basically exorcised. And it was an energy, it's a, it's a massive energy. And that was a few years ago. Um, and even prior to that, when I was meditating, I'd not even gotten to any ayahuasca or any kundalini or anything, I would have these Dreams, very vivid dreams where I was being chased and, you know, they were going to kill me. Like, it's almost how I was completely, I mean, imagine sort of being completely taken over by, a, let's say, a dark force, to, say, to put it that way. And I suspect that, you know, in this innocence and arrival in this kind of waiting room, you know, darkness lurches, you know, when you're just coming into the world. And in fact, I was shown in the ceremony that, I was stolen, right? Um, I was very clearly shown, I'm in this little fairground, I'm very little, two or three or something, and I don't want to be a child, it's so terrifying, and there's this just person lurching around the outside, like somebody's going to, you know, seduce me or take me. And so, as I was meditating, and I think the meditation was bringing me, was, you know, getting me closer to what really was going on. You know, I was so terrified. And I remember as a child, when I was about 10 or 11, I would go up to my room, you know, to go to sleep. And in my head, I would say, you know, please don't come tonight in reference to entities. And I don't know why I would say, well, you know, I don't know, but I, I would get these incredibly powerful headaches. And I suspect it was like I... I don't know, again, I'm only surmising that I just didn't want to see what had happened and I was trying to keep it all under wraps. Um, So I'm just sort of throwing all that together in the cauldron to say that these energies that kind of hold us hostage through the incredible terror, uh, you know, as a child, and they might even be the code, they might be the ego, I don't really know what it is, But one of the things that's clear to me is that it's very powerfully inscribed in the system because, first of all, and first and foremost, I see it and it manifests constantly, daily, Um, and it's a place of no love. It's a place of not being loved. It's a place of um, yeah, no love, and. It's an energy. It's a dark energy. Let's see any way I can describe it. Dark energy. Um, and it has a it, it comes up literally physically. It literally it, it growls, it spits, it kind of is <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. But it like it, you know, it has this it kind of like it comes through my face. And and this is what I'm getting to, that as you begin to, to leave the code or to leave the grip of it, of whatever the terror was as a child, when you get close to it, it's going to threaten you. That's really what I wanted to say from the beginning. It's going to constantly threaten you because a code is very, very powerful and it doesn't want you to leave. It was made out of pure terror. So even though, you know, again, I had about two years when I was meditating of being somebody coming to my room and chasing me and looking for me to try and kill me. um, And then, you know, in these mini ceremonies, I get this kind kind of monstrous, demonic thing that shows up and tries to terrify me and is clearly in my system. you know I'm used to it now I just call it Charlie or something but um, it's still there but then now because it knows I'm leaving it's like I've seen it it doesn't really frighten me anymore Um, it's now like I'm dreaming about like being stampeded by horses you know and being under them and it's the threat that's what I'm saying it's that your code when you decide to leave um decide that you're going to face the fear decide that you're not going to entertain living under its kind of tyrannical rule of your little innocent child is going to constantly threaten you and um and you have to keep facing it i suppose that's it like you know, if you're, you know, if you're in this inner path, you know, and you reach the places, you know, they, I think they talk about it in the heroes, Journey, right? You've got to go slay the dragon. In me, it's an actual physical dragon. I mean, it's literally pours out of me when I do my little mini ceremonies. It's sitting there saying, "You cannot change up the code. Like, I am gonna block you from your freedom." because I want to own you, I want to own the code, I want to, and the thing that I see certainly in this situation, and again, this is my experience, I mean, you may be having, I'm sure you are having a zillion different other experiences, you're in some other different place, it's happening completely differently to you, uh, to me, and, and fantastic and great, and I don't, I'm not, don't want to monopolize any space, or I'm just, again, giving a little account of my own kind of dive into kind of the, the, the darkest sources, uh, uh, recesses of the psyche that if you go in there there are kind of sort of darkness and dragons and all sorts of sort of mythological creatures that are first of all unloved and it comes from no love but that threaten you that threaten you and one of the interesting things is that in these mini ceremonies or meditations, whatever you want to call them, that I have every night, where I put on my ikaros and I literally begin to manifest kind of the inner psyche, is that it really gets upset when I feel love. And it's I think it's the terror came from the complete lack of love. And the great healer or the great tamer is to feel love and to be loved. And you know, it's one of the things that I get every night is this these moments of just pure love of like, oh, oh, and just like love and sweetness and and just, you know feeling you know, sort of cuddly, and loving, and towards this little girl, and because that was so erased, it was so dark, and unloving, and manipulative, and just cruel, and manipulative, and all the things that, you know, happen in that space of evil people, I mean, I'm going to name it, I'm going to give an adjective to it, because that's how I feel, um, who happened to be your parents um, or one specific character in that couple but that is an incredible healer and, and it roars up even more when I feel the love it really takes on this kind of you know kind of angry um, so The closer you get to this self-love, the closer you really begin, I mean, I'm talking about true, deep caring, not like a hallmark, you know, thing, but like really, when you begin to feel that sweetness and that love in your system, I think it's a massive threat to the code because the code was made because there was no love, because it was just fear, because there was so much cruelty and abuse and horror. And interestingly enough, one of the um, ceremonies with ayahuasca was my whole face was frozen and it was pulled in and out like one of those kind of bowie posters, my my whole face was Lego and little pieces were being pulled in and out and um, and I I kept most of the trauma was in my face which I assume has to do with the sexual abuse I think because I remember, I used to look at my face in the mirror when I was young, and I didn't know who I thought. Who is this person? I don't know. And I had this very powerful image that I was, you know, inside like a medieval armor. And there was this little sliver, a slit of light. So I was like deeply hidden inside all this armor. Anyway, so what I'm saying, I suppose, I'm trying to say is that the more you get home, the more you reconnect, the more... This darkness sort of sort th- of blows up like you know a volcanic thing. It just sputters out. It just just like roaring and raging because the code or whatever the darkness is does not uh, want you to become whole or come home. Um, you know, it's 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 a loveless thing. It doesn't. It's Mara. It has no love in it. It's an obstacle it's the dark and so it will attack you in whatever way it can which is you know either physically as it does for me when I get into this other space this other dimension where it physically comes up through my system or with dreams you know like I'm being trampled to death by horses or you know the people I think care for me don't it's really they're really you know they want my my demise or my, whatever. So, and, you know, I've had, again, many years of being chased and hiding and thinking I'm, I'm going to be killed, right? If I, and I think that was the greatest threat, that if I said anything about all the abuse, I would die. And that's what's held me in place and held me, kept me hostage and kept me living this, kind of life that was never mine that was somebody else's that was fulfilling somebody else's you know desire and and having no attachment no connection and no emotional connection to this little girl that was so sweet and adorable and lovely as we all are as children just magnificent pieces of divinity so just know that you know threats come in all sorts of ways when you begin to dismantle or you return into the darkness to take yourself back, to bring yourself home, to reconnect, to connect to source. You know, there are many um, uh, energies that um, will fight you and will dissuade you, so to speak, or frighten you. It's mostly coming out of fear. And so yes, I, I wake up and I'm terrified no doubt about it when I see these things, but so be it, I'm still going to move on, you know, as I say, it doesn't, if this lifetime, next lifetime, I don't really care, I want all of this gone, and um, you know, it doesn't, courage doesn't mean you don't, you're not frightened, courage just means you keep going into the fear, and accepting it, and you know, be terrified, be scared, be whatever, um, that's, its armor that's how it that's its weapon I'm going to terrorize you so you know you're going to do as I say which is you know again the act of cowardice and the act of tyranny and the act of you know picking on someone smaller than you as a child Um, but if you agree or you believe in something so much bigger I mean how can it possibly do anything to you it can't Unless you agree, I mean, what's the worst situation? Death. You still go back to being part of the universe. And anyway, as you know, if you die, you're going to come back as something else. So there is no exit from here. It's all one thing. It's happening all the time. And yes, we may die, but this energy is is you know, second law of thermodynamics. Nothing is destroyed. Nothing is created. Everything is just you know reused. So who knows if that's right or wrong i don't know but i'm just saying this is one big goldfish bowl of energy so um it really is the the battle of energies and the battle of fear and death over life and um courage really and love so you know if you see any darkness on your journey don't worry about it uh they don't like it when you start looking at what's really going on. They don't like it when you're not distracted. When you're like, oh no, I don't really want to watch that Netflix binge. I'm going to turn around and actually see what's going on right here. You know, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do this, do that. I'm, not, I'm just going to come straight back here and see and go inward rather than outward. So to tear them down you have to keep facing them. And I mean tear them, I mean dissolve them to mean to 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 basically keep facing the fear. Like it can't do anything to you. Only if you believe it. Only if you you know let it overwhelm you. And sometimes it's going to overwhelm you and sometimes it's not. Whatever. I'm just saying just keep at it. Keep um facing it down, it's like the the person in Tiananmen Square, the, the person in front of the tank, right, it's like, don't give your power, get all your power back, every last breath of it, no matter what is going on, sit in the middle of that tornado, it's just a tornado, storms pass, everything passes, all right, good luck, facing all those demons and darkness and whatever you're oh so much stronger than all of it so much bigger so much so much more divine bye guys see ya